The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Culture Insanity. I'm a little, little heavy in my headphones, but um, yeah, what episode? We're in episode number 13, I believe. 12? 12? I don't know. These coronavirus times have us recording a lot and losing track, but I think we're in episode 12, if I'm not mistaken. Could be episode 13. But welcome back to the show, everyone. I think it's actually episode 11. No, nope. Definitely. No, no. No way it's 10. No way. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. It's just a number. Hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Do you remember? Do you know what episode we're in? Uh, no, that's above my pay grade. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Ten. Ja- Producer Jasmine says episode ten, so we'll go with that. But anyways, welcome back to the show. Um, yeah, not a, not a ton on our on our doc today on our agenda to talk about, but uh, yeah, I find it it's it's for me it's getting it's getting hard to pull pull stories when there's not a lot going on because people can't do as much. And so, um, for example, this is what. This was what's breaking headlines these days. Josh Brolin, the actor famous for playing Thanos recently and other Marvel characters, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. the big brother in the Goonies. I can't remember his name in the Goonies, but uh, big brother, big brother. Yeah, there's there's such <laughs> there's such non news that Josh Brolin and his family are being publicly shamed for visiting his next door neighbor, who's his dad. Who's his next door neighbor? Who's his dad? <laughs> right. Uh, for for going and visiting them um, during these Corona times. So uh, <laughs> yeah, the guy and his family go next door. Hey, mom and dad. They got their masks on. They're even apparently, according to pictures that we've seen, and that's all that people are operating off of because they weren't there. Uh, they went and visited them and keeping their distance, have their masks on. But you know how the public do. Nothing's ever good enough, and how dare you, how dare you for endangering the lives of, of millions, <laughs> because, you know, you, you immediately take it to that extreme and, and whatnot, but there's such non-news that that's what we're talking about these days, that's what's making the headlines. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, another thing that, that popped up uh, in the headlines this week is, uh, let's see, Louis C.K., Comedian, the once famous comedian, still famous, but still uh, more infamous. Now. Yeah, more infamous. Although now. honestly, he's always been that way. Yeah, just his kind of style and stuff. But right. um, uh, he's too way too edgy for my liking. Yeah, there you go. That's interesting because don't haven't you previously said that you guys uh, have been known to put Dave Chappelle on in your household? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched Chappelle and, 
he's interesting, but again, very, very, he can be very edgy. Oh, yeah, his last special, he touched on everything controversial that was going on. He's just, time. he's given a cultural pass. Mm. Interesting. No, not going to respond to that. <laughs> You're not going to be baited into that? <laughs> he's given well, a because, because he's one of my brothers? Wow. Uh, <laughs> yes. He's one of your brothers, yes. Anyways, so Louis C.K. Is he a Christian? I don't think that that's uh, what Pastor is referring <laughs> to when he says brothers. Uh, Lucy Brown says yes. He's a Christian? Yeah. Huh, interesting. I don't know about that, but okay. Um, anyways. Somewhere along the line, I thought he was black Islam. Anyway, okay. Mm, I don't know. But, so Louis C.K. is in the news again because he donated to... Pastor, did you hear about this? Uh, he donated to Joe Biden's campaign, and they refunded his money. Did you hear about that? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just asked you because you're you know you're you're the you're the politics guy of the show. If there was one, what? Biden said he was too edgy. No, he said. Well, well his campaign did. Yeah, basically. So they refunded his donation that he you know gave to Biden and his people. Because they didn't want to be associated with someone who could, quote-unquote, cause them problems. Just because of his recent... Um... Oh, he's already got enough problems of his own. <laughs> well, yeah, but that that's why. So, because of his recent, you know, Me Too scandals and stuff, he's, you know, been sort of blacklisted in, in, in the industry. But not, because he's still, like recording specials and still like touring or was touring before this whole thing happened. Right. Corona thing. But, um, yeah, he was like on, on the comeback, I guess you could say like he was selling out like venues and stuff doing comedy again, which is funny. But, um, anyways, yeah. So they refunded his money because they didn't want to be attached to someone that could cause him problems. Something that was controversial. Joe Biden supports, you know, whatever you write the headline, Joe Biden supports, uh, Men who abuse women, but apparently Joe Biden has his own thing going on. Last I heard, oh, he certainly does, and it's not going to go away. Tara Tara Reed or something like that. Yep, yep. Not yep. the actress Tara Reed, but a woman named Tara Reed. But... Is there any other Tara Reed? <laughs> uh, no, but so <laughs> so speaking of non-issues, oh, uh, Josh Brolin visiting his family safely by all accounts. Uh, Louis C.K. getting his. His money refunded um, from a from a campaign, non-issue because, as I understand it, uh, that's a normal practice. Yeah, like whoever whoever is running for whatever position, like that kind of thing happens all the time because they don't want to be associated with um, controversial figures because of how it could affect their campaign. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much the case. I mean, they don't they want to lay low as much as possible and not be stuck with a, uh, you know, not be stuck with something that will hurt their brand, as it were. Right. But it's just. Stand by. Okay, there we go. Um, Yeah, it's. <laughs> Interesting. So was he put off? Was he put off by that? Was he upset? I don't know. I don't know if he's made like a public response to or that. Maybe... Or did he just make a joke of it since he was a comedian? It'll probably be in his next bit, I imagine. He's probably writing a bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
the point is like there's 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 such <laughs> there's not much going on to the point where these are the things that are making making headlines is things that are standard practice like <laughs> like people getting their donations refunded because of not wanting to be attached to you know controversial figures that's normal that's not new that's not news and so the fact that it makes news maybe is indicative of the fact that maybe maybe media outlets and news companies maybe they're maybe they're having a hard time during these coronavirus times too because nothing else is going on we got to write a, a we got to write a story about something there are a lot of things going on, but okay. they just don't want to. The, the mainline medias don't want to cover it because it's not part of their narrative. Sure. But there's lots of things going on. Sure, sure. You know, sure. AOC made a statement uh, several times that she was happy that the uh, Who's oil AOC? collapsed. Uh, um, Ocasio Cortez. I don't know that person. She's, uh, well, she's a. Uh, Big voice in the uh, Democratic caucus. <laughs> Does she go by AOC, or did you yeah. just brand yeah, her yeah, AOC? She goes by AOC. She goes by AOC. That's what the media has dubbed her, and she accepts that. So that's fine. But you know, she made comment that she was. Uh, do you, you know, earlier this week, uh, the price for a barrel of oil uh, was below zero, and there was a discussion. <laughs> that would cause a worldwide catastrophe uh, because the oil industry was uh, would collapse at that. Well, point. I heard I heard that and, there's so much an abundance of barrels that they don't know what to do with them right now, too. Well, it's a complicated economic issue, but the bottom line is 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 that you know uh, her comment to that was that she was glad that uh, that it was collapsing and she wanted the oil industry to collapse. Uh, because that serves her, uh, that serves her agenda. That I mean, that's major because you know, she basically wants to undo the United States of America and rebuild it in a socialist fashion, and she wants to do. You know, she's uh, one of the authors of the New Green Deal. So yeah, there's lots of things going on in the world. It's just that the main media doesn't seek to cover it. I think that that's, I think that's super overly simplistic. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, oh, I agree. She is overly simplistic. You know that's not what I said, nor what I meant. <laughs> I know that's not what you said. I'm not, a big, I'm, I'm not a big fan of AOC from what I've seen, but I think that you're, I think you're misrepresenting her, especially when you're talking about her intent to dismantle America and Isn't so on and so forth. She's an she, agent of chaos. She doesn't like... Oh, no, no, no. She doesn't like... No, she she wants to destroy the United States. No, no, she wants to destroy the 1950s version of the United States. Clearly, the uh, as we understand our Constitution, Josh, our Constitution goes way back before 1950. I understand. She wants to destroy and, 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 and she she wants she wants something more akin to socialism. Absolutely, but to say let, that she let doesn't, me just tell you. Making the statement that she wants the oil industry to collapse so that we can rebuild everything according to her new deal, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's huge. But that's also, not, that's also not the statement. Yeah. Josh, pull it up and look at it. That's exactly what she said. I've, she I've, I've read what she said. 
I've read what she said. That's not the statement. And she doesn't want the oil industry to collapse so that she can rebuild it under her new deal, as if that's, like, the the standard. She wants the oil industry to collapse because the oil industry is bad for the world. And that's true. And she thinks that the New Deal, the Green New Deal, is the way in which to rebuild things. I disagree with her about the Green New Deal. I don't disagree with her about the oil industry. And I do agree with her that there needs to be a revolution if things are going to continue in any sort of meaningful way. But I think that you're just being... I, th- I think that you're being way over the top in how you're presenting her. Uh, I don't think so. I've watched her for the last several years and now she deals with things. Well, but uh, coming, <laughs> from a, coming from an economist position and somebody who teaches people about e- economics, she hasn't a clue about the oil industry and what it does or doesn't do. All right. right. Back to culture. <laughs> so your point... Your point is taken. The mass media doesn't want to cover things that aren't outside their agenda, and so they they are producing things that aren't aren't actual news in terms of popular culture and you know that part of our you know world and our culture and stuff. Which so. is not new, you know. They've oh yeah, I mean, they don't want to even talk about Biden and his uh, hands all over people, um, but they're kind of being forced to. Well, they, with his. With his Me Too movement. Well, okay, it's not Biden's Me Too movement, but with the with the Louis. Oh no, he's caught up in he's caught up in it though. It's not his movement. Again, back to what we were talking about with Louis C.K. That's exactly the reason why they don't want to talk. That's that's exactly the reason why they kick his donation out because Louis C.K. is you know was indicted by the Me Too movement. And Biden is, doesn't want to be associated with that, and and the fact that he's already in, in embroiled in his own thing to be connected to someone who was who publicly admitted, you know, and you, about about the things that he did only sort of fans the flames of his own issue that he's trying to sure. um, defend, right? You know, because he hasn't been found guilty of that. It's right. an accusation at this point, so we need to be careful with that. But yeah. From what I understand, that's the from what I understand, that's the least of Joe Biden's issues. If he's losing his mind, like actually, right, and he's well, uh, showing early signs of dementia and stuff. Oh, when you watch him during interviews, it's embarrassing. It's sad. It's not embarrassing. <laughs> it's, it's sad. What's like it? this guy is potentially okay. losing his mind because it's an actual thing. <laughs> like, so I mean, to call it embarrassing is. Seems harsh, but I, I agree. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share a moment of vulnerability. You have dementia. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for him. Are that's, you? That's so, not vulnerable. <laughs> are you not? In, it, it's it's it borderline gossip for the record. But are you not in in the same breath embarrassed for the way that Trump answers questions? He's suggesting uh, people try totally different. Totally different. <laughs> If you listen to uh, President Trump and you listen to how he answers questions, he has a particular style, but and the media enjoys taking him out of context. But you listen; you have to listen to the whole context of things. Joe Biden, when he tries to stay on a subject, he gets so confused as to where he is, he doesn't even sometimes know uh, what uh, time of day it is. Or where he's at, but that's not embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It's embarrassing. 
is that they put him in front of people, and uh, it, it, I mean, the man has dementia. He can't even keep things straight in his mind. I don't know it's, if you have a I mean, style. If you have a style that you I'm choose, for you. if you have a style that you choose to use that that doesn't work well with people and sort of paints you in an odd way, that's way more embarrassing than if you have dementia. Like maybe you're, I don't know if you're embarrassed for the Democratic Party that they would do that. Maybe that would be embarrassing. But I don't, I don't understand that. For, that that's the best that they can produce as this guy who's suffering from this thing potentially. Right. Again, we don't. Well, the only, the only, my only comment to that is this: is that you know, um, uh, just for perspective, President Trump was a businessman. He comes out of a business world. That's what he's involved in. That's all he was involved in up until the point that he ran for president. Joe Biden has been a politician for the last forty years. There's a big difference between somebody who's groomed himself to be a politician and work in the, the world of politics and somebody who enters into it and stumbles over some of the intricacies that he had no knowledge of. Big difference. All right. So <clears throat> to our audience who is hopefully watching, this is actually a decent segue into uh, the main article which we're talking about today in terms of uh, – uh, I don't know how to say it, <laughs> but in terms of being prejudiced toward people with ailments, potentially. So there's an article, I don't know who, who where the article comes from, but there was a study done in New Zealand. Um, I know that is a university in New Zealand. I, I can't pronounce the name of it, but a university in New Zealand did a study on um, people... How do you put it? From the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail, which pinch of salt always with the Daily Mail. But they did a study on how people receive or how people react toward people with mental illness. And they did it by using um, two, uh, from my knowledge, two different movies as a as a Terminator Dark Fate. catalyst for their study. And Ter then Joker. Right. Terminator Dark Fate and Joker, which I never saw Terminator Dark Fate. Is so there someone with a mental illness? Well, Sarah Connor, there's, the right? There's there's always that question in Terminator. It it has always been really since the uh, since the second Terminator when Sarah Connor was in, was institutionalized, and there's always this question of whether she's crazy, and people don't know whether to believe her. But really, the reason why they did it is because Terminator Dark Fate is ultra violent, mm. whereas Joker has a lot of the same content, but in a much different context and less of it. But it is ultra-violent, though. In, in terms of, not comparatively. Do you mean, like, things are being blown up and people killed on, like, a mass in Terminator? Right. Sure. Right. So that, so then well, that's ultra-violent in terms of quantity, maybe, but not in terms of... That's what of, I'm saying. In terms, okay. of, in terms of quantity and in, in terms of type of violence, there's much more in Terminator Dark Fate than there is in... Um, than there is in Joker. Joker just has a few moments of violence... And it's not even nearly as violent as Terminator Dark Fate. And I would say not even nearly as menacing as Terminator Dark Fate, if I'm being honest. Hmm. There's, a, there's a coldness to the way Dark Fate happens. Which, by the way, I gotta say, Terminator Dark Fate got a bad rap. I just want to tell you all, I, have, I, I am not a big fan of how people treated that movie. Yeah, I guess I can't, I guess I can't speak to it too much because I never saw <clears throat> Terminator, and to your point... Um... But for different reasons, 
I don't watch Terminator because my mind goes super dumb when it comes to time travel, <laughs> and I sort of short circuit. And as soon as you introduce that into movies, you've lost me. Not because I don't want to be there, <laughs> because I'm too dumb to be there. <laughs> but so, anyways, back to the article. Uh, the The university did a study on people how they react to people with mental illness using Terminator and Joker. And before the movie, they gave them a series of questions uh, uh, geared toward um, people with mental illness. Like, questions like, would you feel comfortable engaging someone who is mentally ill? Would you feel, com- like, would you feel comfortable, be- comfortable being romantically involved? Would you come up to a person on the street and, you know, whatever. Th- questions like that. And there's a whole list of them. They're not in front of me, but so they did this study and asked people those questions, and then they sent them into these movies as a again as the sort of what do you call that in an experiment when you use something to is a catalyst is that the uh, like a double blind experiment or whatever sure I don't know but they they use this as their their mechanism for their experiment and then so they watched the movies Joker and Terminator and then they came out and gave them the same study and they saw in in. Increase in numbers? An increase with, you... It was an increase in people who were uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, by a decent percentage and then uh, after watching Joker and uh, less people who were uncomfortable after watching Terminator. Is that how that read? I just yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't track it really. Yeah, there was a little bit of technicality to it, but yeah. that's basically how it read. And So j- it's to your point that people that are watching Joker are more triggered than people that are watching Terminator despite Terminator. Despite having ultraviolence. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So anyways, yeah, they saw an uptick or a downtick, depending on the movie, in how people react toward mental illness. Why are we talking about this? What's the point? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, the, the Joe point, Biden? Is that, is that what you're... Is that what Potter's We're not here? talking about... <laughs> no, I want to get off... Well, the, yes, that that is the segue <laughs> that Adam used... Talking about mental illness and being prejudiced. Although I don't know that dementia, I would consider the same thing. As Isn't that. it exactly a mental illness? That's more, exactly what it is. It's more like mental deterioration, right? It's a well, you know, the I, I would just point out that that in in the two in examples thing. that were given in order to see what the public's reaction was, is that these are wide and very mental conditions that the layman. The normal layperson has no idea or understanding of, and their reaction is more or less a gut reaction. That's what they're looking Joker, at. Joker's a sociopath. Just, and, and just for my own understanding, what are what are the mental what are the mental things going on in Terminator? This this woman was visited well, by a future machine. Enough, uh, so is that like history, a... if you look at history, you'll find that. Uh, that claiming that somebody has a mental illness because they go against the norm of things or they see things that other people don't and putting them in a mental institution to silence them has a long and rich history to it. And I would put uh, Sarah Connor in that realm of things. That's got a long, rich history of that happening to individuals um, over the course of time. Right. Okay, so getting back to the, the article. My point is that's way different than a sociopath is, is what Joker is. Right. I see, I see. Okay. Right, and that was kind of where I was going too, was, <laughs> and I was being jokey about it, um, no pun intended, but 
you have one character who's seemingly grounded in more reality, I guess, it would be the interpretation, but the other character is, you know, what she's dealing with in her story is, you know, machines came to take over the world and she was an integral figure in that, and so, you know, she potentially lost her mind through the, those events, but... Um, so maybe that's why. Maybe that's why people are more whatever toward Joker because Joker is quote unquote more real, and so people see that and are you know affected by that and then become prejudiced toward people with mental illness. But yeah, the the point is the point of the study was to show that people are affected through media and what the media rep, what the media presents to them. Um, and so I just wanted to get our thoughts on that. I don't have a pointed question on that, but yeah, like, hmm, how can I ask a question for that, toward that end? But is that, is that a, a concerning thing that we are so easily influenced by our in, inputs that, you know, it will affect how we deal with people? And that's a key, like, I want to emphasize that too. Like, that's a key, that's a key component, like, how we deal with people, not, not like machines or whatever, because people with suffering from whatever it is, and that could potentially be a whole can of worms in right there, but suffering from mental illness, which I, you know, of course, whatever. Bear with me. Well, we've skirted, use, but... this, we've skirted this issue before, and I, my position is, is that we, yes, what you, we as in who? What do you? Who are you referring to? Us, us in discussion, but okay. in a different light. Okay. But it, it uh, we we've skirted the issue before when I've shared before, and and Josh and I have talked a little bit about the fact that media and the producers of media clearly know that they have an influence on society's thinking. And right. at one point, they were surreptitious, remember the word surreptitious, they were secretive about uh, about knowing what they were doing and, and uh, how they went about it. Now they're overt. Mm -hmm. They just outright tell you, our, our uh, goal is to influence society through what we produce. And that not only applies to movie and, uh, and that form, that genre of media, but that uh, even now, if you look at the last uh, five years, I would say, with news media, um, the the uh, it used to be that an anchor of a news program just told you what was happening, and clearly now we have anchors that uh, seek to sway people by putting their own twists on what they think is in the news. Do you blame them for that, though? Uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an attribute of the changing of culture, but, uh, yeah, I do. Like, do I you do. Th do you really, do you I, really I do. think that we've always had impartial news? And now it's uh, changed? You mean as long as, as long as it's been around since the uh, uh, 30s and 40s? Sure. Um, I think that when you look at old school, old school broadcasters like, uh, now I'm dating myself, forgive me, but uh, like Walter Conkright and, uh, you know, going back, um, you know, Matthew, Matthew. Oh, we got you 
paused somehow. I don't know. We lost you. Um, I'm trying. We we lost you. You said Matthew or I, something. I said, I, I said they tried as much as possible to stay on track. Now you listen to these uh, commentators, and they flat out lie in order to carry out their own narrative. And I don't I don't disagree with you about that there are people who do that or make up quote-unquote fake news or whatever. Um, but the idea that that human beings can be without bias, I think, is a bias. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree that, that it's impossible, It's that it's near impossible for people not to carry their own bias into how they see things and report things. However, at least if you would go to, you know, back, as I said, in the uh, early part of uh, media journalism, uh, when you go back and you'd look at the teachings in regard to uh, journalism schools, it was taught that they needed to be very careful that they didn't blur the lines. Sure. That as much as but, possible, but, they tried to just present what happened. Sure. What, when, why, where, you know, how. Yeah, those, those I mean, things. like, journalism has always supposed to, has, as you know, like American journalism, was put in place specifically to defend the people against tyranny. And... Like, that's why it's protected under the Constitution. That being said, there's always been a bias. There's always been an agenda and a particular slant in the way that people are going to are going to do that. And that's why you have, you know, Fox News versus CNN or whatever. You have different... Um, yeah, Joseph Jesse uh, notes Network is a good movie to watch on that particular subject. Um, uh with the quote, news doesn't sell, but opinion does. And I, I would agree with that. I, I think the idea that news is, is that news was unbiased and therefore we're missing the golden age of things, uh, I think is, is a false narrative. I think that the truth is, is that news has always been biased. Now, maybe it's been biased toward like larger sort of monolithic things like against say Nazi Germany taking over the world, you know, but that, but there's always been opinion that's involved in it. I don't, I don't, but I, I would much rather personally, I would much rather that people lean in to their opinion. So you have an understanding that, uh, of where that person's coming from and, rather than being packaged as, you know, objective news or something. <laughs> Right. Does that make well, sense? All I'm saying is, is that, okay, and you're in a disadvantage here, Josh. You also, Adam. Um, you were not around when they were actually doing it the way that I'm describing. So well, neither was, were you because uh, the way you're describing didn't exist. Well, it did exist. I, I sat through and listened to the various news broadcasts and listened to the who, what, when, why, where, how. I didn't... I didn't have to listen to and be, this because of this equals this, which is what is do be happening. You now. know that we have you know that we have the internet, right? Sure. And you know that we have archival footage. I also knew who made up the internet. Okay, yes. A Republican? Uh no, Democrat. I couldn't remember if Quail was 
I can't remember if Quayle is Republican or Republican or Democrat. No, no, Al, no, um, no, 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 Al Gore. Oh, Al Gore. That's right. Quayle, yeah. he did something else, right? What did he say that he did? He misspelled. He he spelled a different. He spelled a different way. Yes. But an acceptable the way. The European way. To the dictionary. Right. Potato. The European <laughs> way. <laughs> the European way. In any case, no. We have archival footage. We have struggles that were there. We have people's personal sure, memoirs, yeah. all of this stuff. The idea that there's non-biased reporting is not true. And I'm not at a disadvantage. You're at a disadvantage. The reason why you're uh, at a disadvantage... Uh, listen, hear me out. The reason why you're at a disadvantage is because you have the disadvantage of experiencing it in the moment and therefore having it be... Uh, um, having it be solidified into your brain as to what was happening as opposed to somebody like me that's an outside observer of your time period being able to look at all the facts with no bias well there may be some truth to that josh but i would just say this that that uh because i'm such a progressive individual <laughs> um i have i have learned first of all when i was a young man a very young man younger than both of you I didn't care what the news was. I was, I was making my own news, riding my motorcycle, <laughs> doing what I need to do. I'm making but my own news. It, it's only when I got older and I had to really deal with uh, news that I had to learn to do what you're doing. And so I had to be very careful about what I ingested and analyze it and to be able to come up with some sort of, of uh, a position to stand on. And it's it's more and more difficult today because of all the voices that are out there. So here's a here's a quote from Joe uh <laughs> Joe's pretty heavy on the thread right now. <laughs> but here's a quote that he uh from Baz Luhrmann, which I think comes from nineteen ninety nine. because um, I remember it being used in my my graduation. Um but Baz Luhrmann does this spoken word sort of song sort of thing. Um, gosh, what is it? Remember the sunscreen? I want to say it's called Remember the Sunscreen. But anyway, this is what he says back in 1999, if my memory serves me well. Um, Accept certain inalienable truths. Prices will rise. Politicians will philander. You too will get old. And when you do, you'll fantasize that when you were young, prices were reasonable, politicians were noble, and children respected their elders. And that was, you know, what... Uh, 21 years ago. 20 years ago. And I think that that is, I think that that is, a, and the way that I commentate on things is 100% informed by my Christian worldview, which is 100% biased that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. That is 100% what I believe. It does 100% inform my worldview. And if you don't like it, then I guess, you know, we're at an impasse because that's always going to be the position that I'm coming from. And I have no problem with from this standpoint, I have no problem with a news network like, say, what, CBN? Is that what it is? CBN? The Christian well, Broadcasting well, Network? Yeah, yeah. CC. I'm not, so, so hold on. I'm not a big fan of CBN, but I have no problem with them being biased in that way. And I wish that, you know, Fox would stop presenting itself as unbiased and CNN would stop presenting itself as unbiased and all of these different, and just tell the truth. Well, I don't think it really matters what they present themselves anymore. There's such a stigma attached to both of them that anyone that is, you know, a thinking person knows 
what they can expect when they go to Fox and what they can expect when they go to CNN, and they'll just reject one or the other depending on what they want in terms of informing their own bias. That's why I, I like... Uh, I don't agree with everything he has to say, but I like Ben Shapiro specifically because he is equal opportunity, you know. He has his position, and he's very clear that his position is informed by his Judaism, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I have no... I, okay, cool. Now I know who I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, for those that, uh, you know, make such an assertion as you did, that, you know... That I did? Uh, yeah, Wh- you just which, did. Which one? The, the, I made the, many assertions. The, yeah, in regard to Fox News. That it's not unbiased? Uh, no, well, I would point... How much, how much do you watch Fox News? I don't need to. You know why? Oh... Uh, all right, here we're going to go. Okay, don't use that sort of logic. It's a logical fallacy. Tell me that cocaine is... is it's not is, a logical fallacy. Yes, it is. Tell me, tell, me, tell me that cocaine is okay Allow for you. Tell me that, that uh, having an affair is okay for you. These are things that I assume you haven't participated in. How do you know that they're not okay for you? Because of what Scripture has to say. Oh, and what does Scripture have to say about humans? It says that they're evil and that they come out of the womb wanting to tell lies. And your point? My point is <laughs> I don't need to know that a network run by humans is biased toward their sinful state. I don't need to watch uh, their no, content. That's not what I, I don't need to say. watch I don't need to watch their content to know that what comes You're out of not, their mouths is not going to be is not going to be one hundred percent unbiased. So being like, yeah, okay. Oh, you don't watch it, oh, that that's not that's not that's not justification. Are you done? Yeah, let's let's hear it. Go for it. Allow me to finish my statement before you go off on a tangent. To what be I was to be fair, say, you were making fun of what I said. No, I wasn't. I was going to make a point. What, so what was the oh? The point, is, <laughs> the point is is that Fox as a network has both. They 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 have more comment. Yes, I agree. They have more commentators that lean towards the uh, conservative position, but they have uh, plenty of liberal commentators as well, and they present both sides of the uh, arguments available. That doesn't speak. And they and they distinctly clarify between hard news and opinion. Mm-hmm. So they have their hard news people. And they have their opinion, people. And from that standpoint, they try as much as possible to remove um, bias, as it were. And when they do present bias, they're very clear that they're presenting it from that position. That is not the truth in regard to the other networks that are out there, which I also watch. CNN, MSNBC, all those. I don't. I don't know about that. I can't speak to that. What I'm speaking to about, what I'm speaking about, is the idea that anything is unbiased. So good on them. Good on them if they do say that they have opinion pieces and then they have news pieces. But that is just a spin on the idea that their news pieces are unbiased. I agree with you, Josh. That if you're looking just simply at the sociology of it, uh, everybody has a bias in some form or another. I don't disagree. Okay, cool. Lucy Brown says, 
uh, all have biases, but distorting facts is lying. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, oh, she continues to say, all networks have their biases. That's why it's best to go to the source, just as Christians have to use God's word as the sole authority. Then you can see error. Same with newscasts. Uh, I agree with that, too. I would point out, though, that the source is probably... a Well, now that we have the internet, we can get a lot better crowdsourcing of information. So that's true. But um, Christians tend to think of churches... I'm going to, like, undo the church here, but <laughs> think of churches as as networks, right? Churches broadcast their own biases, their own filters as well. So of you got to be careful about – you got to be careful and look for a church that encourages you to go to the source of it. And I And when we're talking about the source, I don't just mean the English version, which also has its bias. If you look at how, for instance – the the Bible evolved over time. You can see that there were biases in, in its translation, also. So you want to you want to go back and look at the source. Um, so yeah, and I think we got to be careful about. So just Jesse, he makes a comment about um, the way that Pastor Monty is viewing networks, um, and that it doesn't affect his only. S- whether it affects your only source of news, only source, quote-unquote, which I assume is Fox, and he's worried that that sounds ignorant. So I want to give you a chance to to just say, for the record, do you believe that Fox, um, that Fox has no biases? And you are now frozen. <laughs> Bad timing. Bad timing. Are you... <laughs> Can you hear us? Maybe he's just thinking really. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Well, I I didn't hear that that's what I didn't hear that that's what he thinks. Um, but anyway, when he pops back in here, I don't know where he's going to where he's, Oh, oh, he disconnected. I don't know. Tell us Adam tell retrace this. How did we get to where we were? Yeah, and I've been staying quiet because I've been doing my damnedest to make sure that I remember where we came from for the record. So this started because uh, the suggestion that this study influences um, people and how how we um, perceive things and how we deal with things and and specifically this study was geared toward how we perceive the mentally ill. So this then wow. oh okay, we're we back. got him back. Okay, finish what you're saying, Adam. So, hold on, hold on. Adam's kind of oh, recapping. Go ahead, Adam. go ahead. Adam's recapping where we're at. So we got into this whole news discussion because you were saying. So we were going from the article, which was suggesting that uh, what people take in influences how they perceive things, whether they be people, events, things, whatever. And then you transition we, – we transitioned to the news discussion because you were saying it used to be um, subvert, now it's overt um, uh, in terms of what the media wants you to believe or not believe. Um, so I just want to ask the question then <laughs> – based on based on the study that was done and how people you know through through the numbers and I don't know I don't remember in the article how how big the study was um so I don't know like what the sample size was and if it's like a good study or not <laughs> you know like yeah. you can't you can't make a study and do 10 people and say it's a good study it's foolproof but um are you suggesting that <laughs> that the media wants people to um perceive people in this case and it could be anything but in this case it was you know movies that are dealing with people with mental um 
issues of some kind. Um, are you suggesting that the media wants us, the public, the healthy public, if you will, to perceive those people negatively? Because that's what that's what that's what transitioned us into the news topic. Was you said that it used to be subvert, but now it's over in terms of the influence of media and what they want want for the the mass public or whatever. Um, the study would suggest, based on what you're saying, that that's what they wanted for us. Is that where you're yeah. going with that? Like okay. we're supposed to be fearful of um, people with mental issues, or we're supposed to. Um, feel sorry for them or feel embarrassed for them or we're supposed to be afraid of them or whatever it is? Yeah, okay. Um, let me address uh, two things. The simple answer to your question is yes. The, um, there, are, there are individuals. We're using media as a broad term. Yeah. So, so, but there are clearly individuals who operate within the realm of media, who who are seeking to uh, to manipulate and to drive the public towards various conclusions, uh, the conclusions that they have and the biases that they promote. Uh, so yeah, yes, there are elements in society today which are clearly uh, doing that. Um, there are also, and so then let me just answer. Uh, uh, Joe Jesse's uh, assertion. Um, my here's my here's my point. I understand that all media has bias. Uh, I do not limit my intake of media to one network. I expose myself to all kinds of different networks. I would. Uh, uh, Joe, are you familiar with uh, CBN? Probably not. Christian Broadcasting Network. If you want probably the one of the truest networks in regard to just discussing news, uh, CBN uh, in particular uh, under uh, CBN is is under the uh, the umbrella the Christian Broadcasting Network. Okay, that's uh, they they are very careful about how they report things. Um, but our, if we're just talking about networks that are out there, I expose myself to all of them. And then, as Josh would say, I filter that through the view of what Scripture would have to say. It, put my thoughts out there. So, <clears throat> I would say that when it comes to like issues and stuff, like s- significant issues, people are are looking for... Um, biased opinion to help them navigate their own thoughts and where they should land on it. And obviously, as believers, we should be going toward um, scripture for that to you know speak into our lives. But I'm thinking about something in, in particular, which is why I say what I'm saying. So, the movie that came out a year ago, maybe it was two years ago, Black Klansman. Yeah, a Spike Lee movie. Great movie. Um, it was a d- decent movie. It was written, but I, I watched the, it on an airplane. I. At the very end of the movie, though, I was bothered by it because, for those of you that don't know, Black Klansman is, follows this character, a real-life character, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. It was based on a real guy or guys. Um, but What's it has to do... Denzel's son? Yeah. John David Washington. He's up and coming. Tenet. I'm looking forward to it. But anyways, so the movie has... The central theme of the movie is, you know, 
racism and, and just dealing with the Ku Klux Klan and this and that. But at the end of the oh, movie, yeah, at the end of the movie, okay. <laughs> stick with me. Allow me, allow me to speak. At the end of the movie, there the the director, the filmmakers, they used a bunch of like real life clips of of things, you know. And basically, you walked away from the movie going. Yes, the people on this side are responsible for perpetuating this hate and racism, but also the people on this side are responsible for perpetuating hate and hate and racism. And then the movie ends, and right. and the movie ends with no like answer to the problem or suggestion to the problem, and it's just objective news: hate and hate, hate and racism and racism. Um, and and so then I was like bothered by the end of the movie because I was like. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Like that's a problem. So I think, like, on some level, when you're going to these things, you're looking for some sort of something to inform and to form an opinion. Not to say that you should, but I don't know. That's just I'm speaking out loud, and I don't really know where else I'm going with that. But um, yeah, I just remember being bothered by that because it was like sometimes it sucks to just have the objective news pointed out with nothing. To follow it up, <laughs> I and it leaves you in kind of a crappy feeling place. I would go back to what Lucy Brown said earlier, and that is that one of the things that you have to uh, adhere to in your analytics. And yes, Josh, you're absolutely correct. We have so many vehicles available to us today, the internet, and uh, all kinds of things available that we can sort through. To see whether something is really true or not, and it's been represented that way. And so, if somebody outright lies in how they present something, then uh, that that's to be dismissed because it's an outright lie. And if you and if somebody presents a narrative which is uh, slanted towards a particular bias, and then their narrative is proven to be false. And they don't go back and correct that narrative, then that then you discount what they have to say as well, and and that's it's it takes a lot of work to be able to, as you said, uh, Adam, figure out where it is that you're going to stand on issues that we're presented with today, because there's so many mixed messages that are floating around out there. But as believers, I believe we have a responsibility uh, to try. So um, I, I, when you were addressing Joe, you didn't really address the issue about Fox and whether you believe that Fox has, you know, has bias even in its actual news reporting. Of course it has some bias built in. We just got done okay, establishing good. everybody Well, you, you sort of danced around that, and I wanted to give you the chance to answer that. Um, Lucy Brown makes a comment. She says, hey, it's okay to it's disagree. False, it's a false narrative that Joe Jesse is trying to present. Okay. Lucy Brown says, hey, it's okay to disagree, but judging as to one's intelligence or ignorance, because that was um, the words that Joe used in the comment, is not helpful to an honest and intelligent conversation. Just saying. I feel like there's a lot of just saying in there. Um, just not saying. just Not just with Lucy Brown, but also with Joe's comment. Um... I don't. This this goes this goes back to the question of bias again. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like people should do the just saying. I feel like you lean know, into it. I th- I feel like you should lean into it in a respectful way, 
but I feel like you should lean into it. And I don't, I don't have a problem with people saying that comment sounds ignorant for the record. I do have a problem if people don't give the opportunity for uh, exposition and for explanation about where that position's coming from before coming to their own conclusions. And so I just, I want to, I want to make sure that we stay respectful um, in the comment section and <laughs> wow. So Joe says, I can agree to that. And Lucy says, I'm saying it. All right. Good, good job guys. You leaned into it. I just, <laughs> I want to, I just want to make sure that every, I just want to make sure that everybody uh, remains respectful but part of having an open dialogue is forging through uh, mm-hmm. disagreements, you know. Yeah, I was watching a debate. I, the other, I was watching a debate the other day with Brown and and Doctor Brown and Doctor White, and they were debating predestination. Yeah. It's an old debate; it's seven years right, old right, or right. something. But they're they're both overweight, and now they're like super skinny. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but it's interesting because they're like passionately defending their position on on the issue and it's interesting that those that you can do that um like passionately disagree about something and you know feel like the implications of your disagreement have are far reaching right. but then these guys also have teamed up to defend like great like greater issues even and so right. they were like passionately on the same side and it's just a it's it's something to uh, strive for is, is my point. Oh, no, I, I, I agree. You know, one of the things that is lost... <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading, the, I'm listening to the comments, or watching the comments. Joe, Joe says, things, Joe says, I love Pastor Monty and respect him in that order. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the love, Joe. Um, <laughs> I, I agree 100% that, it, okay, here, here's what I agree to, is that my observation is that over the last probably 40 years in particular, the, the art of dialogue and debate has been, um, has been diminishing in our society. At least, and, at least popularly. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so we have people that uh, present a particular narrative uh, on, on where they're coming from, and instead of then opening debate for discussing whether there's value or not to that narrative, there are many people in society today, in the media and uh, in other places, that simply shut down any discussion that doesn't follow their narrative. Sure. And that's not healthy. Right. And there's a lot of reasons they do that. But yeah, and... And they have also taught a generation, mm-hmm. the younger generation, to not be able to handle those things. And that's how you have that snowflake culture, <laughs> you know, with snowplow parents and snowplow media. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, and so they, re- they resort to things like ad hominem attacks and, and right. uh, various mechanisms to shut down what could be, what, what is, in my opinion, um, a necessary, healthy process uh, oftentimes in coming to the position that you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had, I've had, you know, what I consider to be conversations with people in my life, um, just conversations and consider this type, type, you know, points that I've put out there and yeah. they've been taken as 
attacks and even to the point where people have walked away because they were so offended, but because they thought because I disagreed with them and I was willing to say, consider this, or you believe this, but what about this part of what you believe? And then they are like, ah! <laughs> they just they think right. they think I'm personally attacking them. And I'm, it's just interesting how bad people are at just dialoguing. Yeah. And, you know, interpreting passionate dialogue is some, like hate or something. It's sad. But yeah, so what what happens with me is is when I watch things that happen in the media, let's just take an event. When I watch an event that happens in the media, I listen to the various uh, reports that are coming out as about what we know as much as possible about the event. And then I listen to the various uh, biases which are present and the narratives that are being spun off of those biases. And then I look to see how those things stand up against the evidence that is presented as to what happened in regard to that event. And if there needs to be correction, then I watch to see whether or not correction takes place. And that's how I formulate whether or not something is truthful or not. And you're you're right, Josh, with uh, the availability of media today, it amazes me uh, that uh, even people that are in positions that they should that uh, that they should be aware of this, it amazes me how many people uh, don't seem to realize that, yeah, we got news clips and and all kinds of stuff available to truth check whether somebody said something before or not. Well, I think I, I think part of the issue is and and I think you didn't even state it in your process which sort of gives sort of, sort of gives credence to what I'm about to say, but part of the issue is that people always come with pre-bias to a situation. And, you know, you they take into it they judge things against their history, they judge things against their education, they judge things against the culture in which they grew up in, mm-hmm. they judge things against their life experiences. Yeah. Um and you so education matters. Uh well. So in any case, so they judge things against these things and then they come to the table and they they add all of this the other stuff that you're talking about to it. And so when you get people who outright reject um, things that are plain, mm-hmm. then you have to take into account their perspective on it, you know, when they walked into the room. And I think that that's something that's often not really taken into account. Um, yes. and I think that we, I think that it's a dangerous and false narrative to think that, that nobody does that, you know, or that nobody doesn't do that. Wait, that, it isn't something that everybody has a problem with. We get it. I'm, I'm confused. What kind of narrative are you trying to present here? So, so, and that's, you know, that's something to consider about, that's something to consider about where we get our news from, um, especially in this day and age. The other factor, and I brought it up last time, the, the other factor is that, um, People can take the same the same set of information, mm-hmm. given given different skill sets and histories that they've come with, and come, and come to, to logical, reasonable, different conclusions. Yeah, 
And so, you know, that's when I feel like what the technology that we have today, which allows us to have, you know, all this conversation and all this information that we didn't have before with all these different angles on things and different opinions, I feel like that actually, if you have the, the time to sift through it, I feel like that enables you to, to have a more informed opinion and a better opinion. But I know that a lot of people would rather, they would rather have an authoritarian for all the freedom that they want. What they really (laughs) want is an authoritarian regime telling them, you don't have to worry about all those other things. Here's the facts, you know? And I think Christianity in particular is, um, is guilty of that, which is really interesting because Christianity is pretty much the one religion that actually tells you to scrutinize the leaders that actually tells you to, to, uh, pour over the, the scriptures to see whether what people are saying is true or not. Everything else is sort of monolithic, you know, don't question those things. Um, so, but Lucy Brown has a, we need to wrap up. So let's end end the next point here. Okay. Well, Lucy Brown has uh, a question. What about Gates wanting more technology surveillance present in the culture? Is that something you guys can talk about? Um, I don't know. I don't know how that relates, and I'm not really familiar with it. But here's what I'll say: When we first started getting automated, um, like home systems, you know, like uh, Amazon's uh, device or Google. Uh, OK Google, mm-hmm. you know, when we started getting, when we first, oh, see, my TV just popped up with it. <laughs> Weird. My TV's <laughs> like, what do you want? Stop talking about me. Shutting it down. <laughs> it's, sh- it's showing it up on the screen. Um, but when we first started getting these automated uh, personal assistants in our homes and stuff, I there was pushback. That was a couple of years ago. I was an early adopter. And the reason why I was an early adopter was because um, if you didn't think that you were already being listened to through your smartphones, you were completely deceived. Like, here's the thing. When I open up my my smartphone and I look at... Even before smartphones, but yeah. And I look at the news, the news and it's showing me things that I just talked about, you know? Or it's showing me ads that I just talked about. Why do you think it's doing that? It's because you've been being listened to the whole time. You, If you're worried about surveillance, you literally walk around with a surveillance piece in your pocket. Mm, true. Or how do we know, like, st- statistics on COVID and, like... Google isn't even isn't even like shying away from the fact that they have been tracking people's GPS to map what states are doing best at like you know congregating with each other and stuff like that. Yep, it's like no, that's, that that that's true. That's the reason why when we're sitting here at the house and your mother and I are talking about things, I always see the false narrative just because. Yeah, I say. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say you put all your electronic devices in a lead box. <laughs> no. <laughs> I say lean into it, uh, but going okay. So going back to Joker, um, to 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 get us back to where we need to be to end the show. Going back to Joker, there's always been people have always been trying to influence. The thing that's interesting about Joker is that everybody thought that it would make people more sympathetic mm. uh, to people with mental but illness. But it's having, according it's, to the study, an adverse it's, reaction. Yeah, it seems to be going in the opposite direction, but it's hard to think, or it's it's hard not to notice that that people, governments, people in power, people who are visionaries, have always been trying to influence the culture through media. And as you said, Pastor Monty, they're... 
they're just coming out and saying it right now, which in my opinion, I wish they would. I wish everybody would just say that they're trying to influence. Hey, look, if you're listening, well, if you're listening to that's cult- the reason why Lucy Brown asked her question, because Bill Gates came out and specifically stated that's what he wants to do. He wants to put stuff into our bodies. right? That is a great statement. Joseph Jesse says, if a service is provided to you for free, then you're the product. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that that's makes what me, um, all about. That makes me want to freaking run away. <laughs> I love it. Run I love the it. Forest. And it's even biblical. We're the product. <laughs> God provides it for free and he wants us to be a certain thing. Absolutely. Here, and, and to that end, let me say, if you're watching Culture Insanity, uh, we are absolutely pushing an agenda. Yeah. 100%. We want you to have a biblical narrative as you look at things. And I'm not going to be ashamed of that. And our church is not ashamed of that. And... Uh, I don't think that we should be. I wish people would be more honest about what they're trying to do. So for those of you out there, we believe in Jesus. We're not ashamed of who he is and his narrative. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation in all aspects of your life, including in culture. That's why we do this show. So if you're thinking that we're nefariously trying to to make you uh, have a Christian worldview. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right, although it's not nefarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but speaking to that end, we wanted to talk yeah, about... Yeah, so, so this it's, it's good. This, this discussion today segues what we want to do and what's apparently trending right now. So in terms of influence and stuff like that. So there's a documentary out right now <clears throat> that is gaining a lot of traction. And the documentary is called Out of Shadows. And it's done by this... Um, Hollywood or former Hollywood stuntman who's done a lot of really big um, things and, you know, done work for a lot of really big movies or characters or whatever. But um, in the docu- the whole documentary suggests that it's not, it's not Hollywood that is pulling the strings and, you know, is the puppeteer of what they want you to believe and uh, what they want you to believe is true and things like that and how they want you to perceive this or that but it's bigger apparently apparently according to the documentary the government is heavily involved in things that hollywood is doing and um yeah the documentary is called out of the shadows so i think it's just out of shadows. Uh, out of shadows out of shadows yeah there are other things called out of the shadows like teenage ninja turtles <laughs> yeah too. the documentary is called out of shadows three words anyways the reason why we bring this up is because obviously it pertains to our discussion today, but we want to have a watch party. Um, our next watch party wants to be to for for this documentary out of shadow, so we can talk about it um, with our tinfoil hats on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it seems interesting. Watch a maybe Josh can post a, a trailer for it in the comments or something. Uh, but. We're thinking on Wednesday evening we want to do that. So we're going to look into that, and hopefully it's something we can do via Facebook so that you guys can just come here for that. If not, stay tuned for details of how that will look. But our next watch party for that was going to be officially Wednesday evening. My guess is somewhere around the 8 o'clock hour. Um, but obviously come to our page and look for details and uh, uh, for that in terms of solidifying that so we can watch together. It looks like a really interesting documentary. I highly encourage you to watch a trailer. We are not conspiracy theorists, <laughs> but it is interesting. Um, and documentaries are apparently really popular right now. Um, ask Joe Exotic. Um, anyways, 
I think that's it for today. Do you guys have anything else you want to say before we close out? No, I'm good. Just, you know, continue to be open and honest with each other, but in love. In love, exactly. All right, guys, yeah, so... Exactly. All right, so we'll see you Wednesday for our watch party. Look for details on our page for that. Uh, so, yeah, till next time. We're out. See you guys. The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are 